Thanks for taking time to line up in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics, as always, coming from our outstanding studios. And we had an opportunity as training camp gets underway to catch up with the architect of the Cincinnati Bengals. He controls personnel. He is Duke Tobin. He has done an incredible job putting together a roster of football players that is talented and extremely deep. It is going to be very, very competitive make the roster with the Cincinnati Bengals. If you roster in Cincinnati, that's an accomplishment. He's got superstars. He's got players on the rise. He's got players in the early stages of uh, the prime of their career and on the back end of the prime of their career and everything in between. Uh, done a, just a phenomenal job of it. And Duke Tobin talks about how it happens with his scouts, uh, the process of putting together a football team talks about the competitive nature of the National Football League, what you have to try to do to win in the NFL and win in the AFC North and win in the AFC in general. It's going to be good football teams that don't make the playoffs in the American Football Conference. That's just the nature of the beast. So Luke Tobin gives us a re- kind of a little bit of an understanding and reasons why the Bengals will be in the playoffs. Very special honor right now. Guest joining us is everything you always wanted to know about the Bengals, but we're afraid to ask, but we're going to ask. This man knows it all. Duke Tobin. Duke, we appreciate you uh, joining us once, once again. And uh, it's always informative and always a lot of fun. Appreciate your time. You bet, Lap. Let's get at it. So here we go. Joe Burrow. How close are you to signing Joe Burrow, Duke? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to have any comment on that lap, just like yesterday. I hear you. Uh, I hear you. You know, he's an important piece, and so that's uh, the best I can say. Are you – do you think the negotiations are proceeding according to a time frame that you anticipate? I, or I don't have any idea. I don't have yeah. any uh, – any, uh, update for the folks that want an update i've got none it's unfortunate but that's uh that's the way it is he's an important guy and we're treating him just like that and no question uh, and that's where we are there are multiple pieces to the puzzle as there always are but man this guy is a is a massive piece of the puzzle there is no question you know i do respect his ability though to compartmentalize I mean, you know, he's he's like all football right now. You know, people are going to take care of of that part of the business part of things, and that's going to go on between his people and the and the Bengals uh, management. But now it's time to play football, and Joe Burrow is all about football, and he can compartmentalize and focus like none I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, that's the one thing that we'll we'll know is he'll be ready to go, and uh, and he'll have people around him ready to go. And, and that's important for that position. And, and he's demonstrated the ability to do that in a big way. And, and so there's, there's no concerns there. Right. None whatsoever. The thing about him is, and you played the position, the quarterback position, he sees sideline to sideline and, you know, line of scrimmage to goal line and where everybody is and has an ability to not only see it, 
but it burns into his memory bank. He is extremely special that way, isn't he? That's what makes great quarterbacks is they process quickly. And uh, A, they're prepared. They, they take the time to prepare themselves for what they're going to see, and they know what to do when they see it. And uh, so the preparation is a big component. But the speed in, in visualizing something and reacting to it, that's what makes the really special guys special. And, and he's got that. Uh, he's prepared, he sees it quick, and he has answers. And, uh, and then he's got the ability to do it. You know, you want fast processors, you want processors that are right consistently, and then you want accurate passers. And, uh, and he's got all those things. And he's got weapons. There's no question about it. I mean, yeah. the big the big three remains remains a very big three. Uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Um, but I, it looks like to me, if you keep six wide receivers just to pick a number, the competition for four through six is about as good as I remember seeing. I mean, it, there's a lot of good football players fighting for those spots. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a number of spots that we need guys to – to take hold of, step up, show that they can be relied on. And we're going to need guys. We're going to need replacements at some point. You don't go through an NFL season without relying on somebody, whether it's in the wideout core or the tight end core or the wideout or the uh, offensive line or on the defensive line or in the defensive backfield. You're going to need people to step up and, uh, and perform as starters, even though they don't come out of camp as a starter. And, and so that's what's exciting about this time of year. We get to really look at the young guys. Uh, we want our young guys to to have success early so they start building the confidence that they know that they can play in this league and that their skills translate. And uh, And that's what's neat about the preseason. Uh, that uh, gives you a, a chance to really see what those guys are going to be. Yeah, you you've, you always have young guys in the funnel, you know, ready to ready to step up. Uh, there's some kind of a role for them. Some may have a bigger role than others, but everybody's always trying to expand their role. But man, I'll tell you, Duke, you guys have done an unbelievable job. I mean, not just within the Bengals, but other people around the league that I've known for a few years and communicate with. They're like, I'll tell you what, Duke Tobin and his folks have put together an unbelievably deep roster at multiple position groups and. I mean, it's it's talked about around the league how how deep this football team is. You've done a great job. Well, we've got great scouts, and they set the table for us. They're the ones that identify the right ones and uh, and and steer us away from the ones that uh, aren't quite right for the Bengals. And uh, and then you know when we layer in all the other people that start to evaluate these guys, we feel like we get a really good uh, result. And and when our draft boards put together. We've got some clear guys that, that we would like to get to in the draft. In some years, uh, those guys last to you, and, and you feel really good about it. And We felt really good about the last few drafts. Uh, we're guys that we had targeted as Bengal fits were, were there for us. And uh, so you need a little bit of luck, but mostly uh, you need good boots on the ground, and our scouts are really good at what they do. So couple that with what you've done in veteran free agency – how similar, how different is the process of identifying a collegiate prospect as opposed to going out and trying to get somebody that's a fit from a veteran free agency standpoint? You know, the biggest difference is you're not projecting anymore. Yeah, you know, the projection is gone and the guy is in the NFL and, and you have NFL tape to look at and you can see how he can perform. Now, you might visualize improvement 
but you it's not it's no longer a projection is is the guy going to be up to the uh the jump in competition so it's a little easier on the uh on on the free agent side it's much harder in the money and there's competition for these guys but what we've you know really had success with is looking at guys that fit what we do demonstrate they can do what we want and then try to get them signed and uh you know we've got a good team and people want to sign up and you know the money's always got to be right but when it is right we've got a pretty good chance of getting them what's what's that like in when you're uh, soliciting veteran free agents and it's like yeah I, I want to come play with joe burrow and the cincinnati Bengals. i mean you know you can't sign everybody obviously but to to be in that type of a, a scenario has to be pretty darn nice well the money has to work so yeah <laughs> it's uh it starts there and uh you know all things equal you like to believe that, that they'll come up and uh and and choose you because because of the situation we're in and the team we have and the culture that zach's built and you know the the word of mouth that comes from our players to other players about what a great place this is to to have your career and so those are all positives the money has to work and if the money doesn't work none of that other stuff you you ever really get to so the uh, the continuity in the coaching staff amongst key players and a bunch of players really, and the synergy between the staff and players, players and staff and all those good things, continuity. And then I think of this other word, trust. And the continuity and trust seem to go hand in hand. I mean, over time, you know, you build more and more trust. And that that's the one thing you, you mentioned the culture, but it, that's huge. But boy, when you have respect and trust for your coaches and your teammates that's high cotton man you're in you're in a good spot yeah i mean nfl players uh, they, the number one thing they want is is people that can help them succeed and put them in a position to maximize their talents um you know there is a paul brown saying that winners winning makes believers of us all Mm -hmm. And and it does whether it's the chicken or the egg, but you got to have the the belief in each other before you can start to win. And then once you start to win, then uh, that really uh, starts to steamroll. And and but the number one thing NFL players want is they want to believe that what they're being asked to do maximizes their talent. And uh, and we've got a staff that really does that with our guys. The coaching staff uh, is is definitely a source of motivation but it seems like a good percentage of this football team is highly self-motivated and, and highly confident, you know, um, but not, you know, self-motivation is great, but you know, the confident thing, not, not uh, overdone, you know, to the point where, you know, I got all the answers, you know, I don't need you, you know, and all, all that sort of thing. That, that, is that something that you, you look for too? You look for, does the guy have that inner desire? Does he have that burn to be great? Absolutely. I, I mean, you know, we, we, we like guys from winning programs and we like guys that have had a lot of success and whether it's coming from another NFL team that was a winner or college programs that, that had really good culture and, you know, they, it, it's kind of natural to them then when they walk into your locker room and, and see how you guys operate and it just uh, really fits. It's not a shock to their system that, uh, that, 
people get along and uh, people are rooting for each other and people are, are having fun with each other and people are actually enjoying the grind of the game. You know, that, that doesn't shock guys who come from good programs. And so that's something we look at. You, know, you got to have the ability level. You, know, you got to have the appropriate size, strength, speed, quickness. You got to be able to do the physical things. But uh, beyond that, it's nice to get guys that are are used to winning and and want to be around and understand what it what it's like to be in a winning locker room. In this day and age of salary cap and how the NFL has exploded, I mean the economics in the National Football League now it's it's mind boggling money. Is it tougher to build a football team or is it tougher to keep that football team together, keep that football team intact? Or are they equally difficult? It's, it's, you never really get the off season anymore. The off season kind of trundles along and, uh, you know, people have success. They want to be rewarded for it. That's, that's natural. That's human nature. And, um, you know, we want our people to have success. When we bring them in, we have we have a vision for every player that's on our team right now, all 90 of them. And that vision is for all 90 to have success. And um, so we want the same thing, you know, they're wanting as individuals. We want for our football team. And, you know, I, we don't hold that against anybody. They, uh, they, they feel like they're good and they want to be compensated for it. Uh, you know, it's on us to try to, make it work it doesn't always work there you know sometimes the pie is gone and uh you know and and that's just the nature of the design of how our league is right now but um you know i don't know if one is harder than the other dave uh you know they both take time they both take effort and uh and you can't go to sleep on either one of them right good point there so this football team i mean in in the last draft you, you drafted so much speed, I mean, in, on the back end in particular in the draft, mm-hmm. but you have speed at your edge, speed and quickness at the edge rush people. Linebackers can run. You know, your back end can run. Your wide receivers can run. I mean, you got your, your tight end, Irv Smith Jr. can run. Everybody can run. And it's not just speed, but it's functional football speed. I mean, if it's just speed, everybody just go out and recruit, you know, uh, the world-class sprint athlete. Uh, you, they got to have functional football speed. And it looks like this this group of guys really do. Are you excited about how fast this football team is? Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it, uh, you know, on the field, you know, yeah. playing real football. What we do in the offseason doesn't give guys like me a, a lot of insight into how these guys are going to develop over time. But the stuff that we start doing here in a week or so, you know, does. It it shows, okay, well, he he matches up. He's he's He, he can play on this level. Um, you know, a lot of people have the ability, uh, what separates the really good ones are the ones that can process it quickly, understand the scheme of things, play within the scheme and play fast, you know, and not be, uh, out of position. You know, the slow guy that, uh, takes the right step is, is going to get there before the uh, fast guy that takes the wrong step. And, um, and so, you know, more important than just speed is, instinct and understanding and and that's something that you know our coaches have been great at uh, getting these guys to understand what to do so they can play fast so they can use the speed they have there's a lot of track guys that time fast when you put their college tape on they don't play fast and uh and we don't have a ton of use for that we need guys you know who can run that play fast 
and uh, and that's that's what separates the good ones from just the track athletes. So at the, the beginning of last season to the beginning of this season, there are, are eight returning starters defensively, ten offensively. But uh, the one position offensively, it might be a starter that started at another position, you know, uh, at the right tackle position, and then Orlando Brown Jr. at the left tackle position. Well, how do you see that uh, that right tackle position? How do you see that that competition that's going on there, Duke? And and I guess it's a, a real good thing that uh, that Jonah passed that physical, and he's not one of the three guys that was on the pup list at this uh, at this juncture, and he's able to compete right away for it. Yeah, we got a lot of belief in Jonah. You know, I'm not going to handicap anything, any position on our team. I just haven't seen. You know, you can't sure. really judge offensive linemen in, until you get going, and yep. uh, and we feel like we've got some players that can play well and effectively for us and we'll see but uh, it's way too early to and i'm not going to try to predict um you know we we know what jonah can do he's played a lot of football for us and we're very comfortable with jonah williams and understand that he's versatile and he's tough he's reliable and he's effective so um you know i, I we anticipate that continuing but you know we're not going to handicap it in advance Sure. And, and looking at the talk, talking about the roster depth as a former lineman, I'm looking at the offensive line. There's a bunch of guys that have NFL mm-hmm. experience that have proven they can perform and perform well yeah. at the national football league level. I mean, that, that's a deep position group for you, isn't it? A lot of guys early in their career, a lot of guys in the prime of their career, a lot of guys that still have um, potential to improve and, uh, and, and elevate their play. And so we'll see, uh, you know, how they come along from last year to this year. And on the back end defensively, that's the three spots where, you know, you got eight returning starters and then three. Uh, but, you know, Cam Taylor-Britt basically was the starter down the stretch. Mm-hmm. But the two safeties, you know, obviously that's a that's a new dynamic. You lose a couple of, of uh, very highly intelligent football IQ uh, leader type guys. But you got you got people that, uh, that can play and obviously play at a very high level as well. How do you feel about the competition and safety, Duke? Well, we'll see. Um, you know, the, the communication on the back end is a huge thing. And, um, and, and the ones that communicate the best and, and execute their assignment the best will be the ones that play the best. Uh, they all have the physical talent to play and be effective football players. And uh, again, one thing our coaches do a great job of is making sure they understand the scheme, giving them what they can handle and, uh, and, and making sure that they're going to be in the right position. And then um, but we'll see, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to replace v- veterans that, that understood our scheme and understood our system, but, uh, we think we got some good options. And again, that's what camp and preseason is for is to get those things underway. No question. So the AFC, I mean, the conference itself, unbelievably competitive. I mean, there's, <laughs> there are so many good football teams, um, the quarterback position, 15 out of the 16 projected starters in the AFC, former first-round draft picks. And then Jimmy Garoppolo is a second-round pick. So, I mean, everybody wants their Joe Burrow. Everybody wants their guy at the quarterback position. I mean, it's become who can throw the football. And nobody throws the football better than the Cincinnati Bengals do, you know. And it's, uh, it, it, it's that type of a scenario. But, man, it is so uber-competitive in the AFC with respect to all of these quarterbacks that can play at such a high level in, in the same conference. I mean, the imbalance 
at the quarterback position in the AFC and the NFC is pretty dramatic right now. Well, we don't control any of that. We can just control what we do. Uh, I've been in the NFL a long time. I've never uh, uh, had a game where I thought this is an easy game. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Right. Uh, every team is good. Every team can beat you, and you have to play your best to win every Sunday. And so, um, you know, we're, we're focused internally on ourselves. We don't control, you know, other teams and their personnel. Um, but we feel good about where we're going to be, and that's, uh, that's the important part, and that's where the focus is right now. Knock on wood, Joe Burrow uh, gets to practice and, and take snaps the entire training camp, you know, which would be <laughs> which would be a very successful training camp for Joe to be able to participate fully and get off to a fast start because, uh, you know, two division games to start off the season on the AFC North, I believe, it's the best conference in football, in pro football. Go to Cleveland and play Baltimore and Cincinnati the first two games. Rubber meets the road right away. So getting off to a fast start, taking care of the football, all those good things are vitally important, aren't they? They are. We know those programs well, and uh, our division doesn't go away. It, it hasn't yet. I don't anticipate it uh, dwindling. So those are those are hard, hard-fought games, and, and they always will be, and – we got a ton of respect for the teams in our in our uh, division, and you know, job one is to you know try to win that division. That gives you a home game. Uh, it's supposed to give you a home game. I guess we ended up getting a home game last year by winning the division. But uh, anyway, that's the best path to a home game, and uh, and and then you're set up, you know, for your playoff run. But beating those three teams is is not easy, and uh, it's job number one for us. So take us through what's going on now uh, in your in your personnel department. You do just do just do such a masterful job of uh, of running. Um, you guys are meeting now, and everybody's okay. We've seen kind of uh, we've unwrapped the presence a little bit. We've seen them at uh, mini camp and OTAs and that type of thing. Now we get to see them in training camp with pads on and see what they really look like in preseason games, et cetera. Um, how do you – what kind of a process is there left from that evaluation as opposed to getting after the collegiate uh, prospects, or is it always overlapped and intertwined because, you know, it's it's year-round for everybody, I guess. It is. Our, our, our scouts do a good job of multitasking on this stuff, and, uh, and they'll be very soon starting to visit college campuses at the same time, they'll be keeping up with our practices and uh, and our preseason games. And then there's a time that they'll come back and we'll evaluate the rest of the league, getting ready for cutdowns. Uh, the, they all have assignments and teams to, uh, to to focus on there. And then we'll have our cutdown meetings. We'll cut down our team. If there's guys we think can help us, we'll uh, we'll try to acquire them. We'll build a practice squad. And uh, you know, but our guys multitask pretty well and. Uh, coming up in a week or so, they'll they'll see a few practices and then they'll start hitting the road and they'll be they'll be on these college campuses, you know, working on next year's draft too. But uh, you got to have guys that multitask and and that's what makes them really well-rounded scouts, uh, understanding what's playing in the league, so you can compare that to what's coming into the league. And and if you if you don't get one of those aspects, you lose a little perspective on what's available 
and what's actually playing. And so our guys have a really good feel for what is making a roster in this league, what level of talent and and how how hard or easy is it to upgrade that level of talent with what's available in the college game. So, you know, we we, we try to keep a uh, keep a foot in each bucket so we, we, we stay current. Your dad, uh, in my opinion, was iconic. I mean, the legend in the National Football League. Bill Tobin was as good at what he did as anybody in, in the National Football League. And um, you, you benefited by absorbing all of that uh, outstanding excellence uh, that, you, that your dad had. How much on a daily basis, uh, when you're you know, doing your tasks, does it hit you that, man, that's just the way my dad taught me to do it? <laughs> Well, I was born on third base for this job, and uh, and and that's uh, what I lived my whole life. I I can't remember uh, a year going by where I'm not uh, living and dying based on Sundays and what's happening there, and right. uh, and and uh, living and dying on personnel and why somebody's good and why somebody is is not good. And it's just uh, I was very fortunate uh, to have the experiences I have to be working in this role and. And I agree with you, my dad. Uh, I, I've never run across a, uh, a finer scout than uh, than he. And uh, the years he's worked here, you know, he's been a linchpin for us and been incredibly insightful in a lot of the really good players that we've had. So, and I think he's rubbed off on some of our other scouts because they were fortunate enough to be around him when he was doing the job. And so he's influenced a lot of people around the league, not just me. I just uh, lived it for 52 years. So as we're talking a little uh, bit of personnel, Joe Mixon uh, redoes a deal with the Cincinnati Bengals. And, you know, there's, there's the coaching staff, his teammates, there's respect and there's a value that they, they feel Joe Mixon provides the Cincinnati Bengals, obviously uh, to, to see, what went on with respect to, to to Joe from a contractual standpoint? You expect big year out of him? I I do. I we know what we're going to get out of Joe. He's a motivated uh, uh, player that that has great pride in uh, in in the way that he goes about it, and great pride in in uh, in the success that we've had. And he wanted to continue that, and uh, and we found something that works for everybody. For that to happen and and that's great you know but we we know what we're going to get out of him he's as competitive as they come and he's going to show up uh, on sundays and mondays and thursdays whenever we play and and uh, give us what he's got and so it, uh, we're, we're fortunate to have him around so when you're building a football team you're building the cincinnati Bengals. what would you like people around the league if they if you had to pick two or three words that you want people around the league to come to mind forefront when they're picturing the Cincinnati Bengals football team. What might those be? You know, we you you always want to be the team that uh, that uh, others view as dangerous, as aggressive, as uh, uh, a team that can enforce their will on both sides of the ball. That that's what you ultimately want. You want teams to worry about every position group you have. You want teams to have to cover the full field. You want teams to uh, uh, to know that uh, it, you know it's going to be hard. Uh, they're going to take away something that we don't we don't want them to take away. You want to be smart. You want to be well coached, 
but you want to be dangerous and you want to be feared and, and, and you want to be able to impose your will in all three phases. And so when we're looking at guys, that's, that's what we want. We, we want other teams to look at us and say, that's a problem. That's a problem. And that's a problem. And, uh, and we, we want them to understand that we're going to be on the attack. We talked about how competitive it is in the AFC North, how competitive it is in the AFC period. Um, yeah. So obviously, schedule is going to be tough no matter what, and you can't control the schedule. But like we talked about, you open up uh, with a couple of couple of division games. Uh, the bye week is is fairly early, but after the bye week, boy, there's just that's a that's a lot of tough football. Uh, in the division games, seem to pair up. Uh, two by two until the very end at Pittsburgh at Kansas city, then Cleveland at home and at Pittsburgh at Kansas city. Uh, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a task. It, it, it's never easy. What do you think about the schedule or is it like, you know what? I, I don't know. I, we got off the break last year and we had a pretty tough road ahead of us. And I think we uh, rolled through it. And so if you're going to be a good team, you're going to have to beat good teams. And, and you can't worry about the teams that are on the schedule. you got to worry about yourself. And, you know, we're a pretty tough opponent for the uh, teams that are looking at their schedules as well. So, no doubt. Um, you know, you do them one at a time. So with Green Bay as the home opener in the preseason, you're going to work out against the Green Bay Packers again mm -hmm. the Wednesday before that Friday, Friday night game. What do you see – are the biggest pros and benefits that you get from working out with another organization like that a couple of days before the preseason game? I think it's important. It, it, you see your own guys every day, you know, our, our offensive line sees our defensive line every day. And, and it's, it's nice to, to get to block somebody else, to get to compete against somebody else in a practice setting. Um, it's fun for those of us that do our job to, you know, get a get a look at a, a different team and see how they're constructed and see what their players look like and maybe that uh, gives you a little more perspective on your own team uh, there's some camaraderie that goes with that uh, you know I know their staff is fantastic I've got a ton of respect for a lot of their personnel guys so it's a fun uh, it's a fun event for for me personally and I, I think it's a, a welcome break for some of our players to to get to compete against somebody else. Duke, when you're um, looking at looking at a roster, I mean, uh, what what are the prime years of a National Football League career now? Because everybody's so much smarter about taking care of the players physically, and the careers are lengthening, but it's still so competitive and so darn hard to make it in the NFL. You know, the average length of the career is still less than four years, but you've got more guys maybe playing 10 years or more. So it's kind of an interesting, you know, if you're good enough and, you, and you, you're – allowed to take care of your body and a lot of these organizations are you can play you know a, a, a very long time I used to think boy the third year is so big okay maybe they didn't start as a rookie but they did start the second year okay was that a fluke or can they continue to do it I mean I, I don't know is what do you look at as as pivotal years in careers now or is it so has it changed so much that it, it, it really I, every doesn't... every guy yeah every guy would be a little different lap I, yeah. I do think it's important for players to have early success now it doesn't have to be elite success or pro bowl success or leading the league in a category success but some early success to build on really can catapult young players into long careers and conversely 
you know, problems very early in the career, whether it's injuries or whether it's performance, that sometimes is very difficult to overcome. It can be overcome, but but the best springboard is some early success to build on, uh, you know, whether it's in a backup role or a starting role, but some early success to where they can come into their second year knowing that they can do it and knowing what it takes to have some success. And uh, I, I've always felt like the early success really, really can springboard, particularly guys that are come into the league in the middle rounds, late rounds. Um, you know, those guys can really build on that. Up front, real quick again with the offensive line, Orlando Brown Jr. has made a major impact right away. I mean, his personality, the way he approaches the game, you know, how focused he is on the game of football, how intelligent he is about the game of football. That was one major acquisition there, wasn't it? It was, and it might not have been one that we, uh, you know, believed was going to be an option for us. It became an option. We pivoted pretty quickly and uh, and tried to make the money work the best we could. Uh, and he obviously had interest in us, and he fit, uh, you know, something that we uh, felt like we could use and, so far, he's been great. You know, he's a great leader. Football means everything to him. Um, and, you know, he's a great teammate. And, and we're looking for big things from him. But, you know, we were we were certainly very pleased when that came together. Well, Duke, you put together a heck of a football team. I mean, you've got not just your quarterback. You've got players in other positions trickling around that roster that are in the top three, top five, you know, in their respective position groups. I mean, you got some really good players, and like we talked about, you got a lot of depth, you know, to go along with that, and that's that's what it's all about. And everybody having a role, and everybody improving, and trying to expand and improve their role. I mean, that's the exciting brings- thing about this time of year for personnel guys is you know the guys that that are lower profile that you have belief in is seeing them you know compete in camp and. And, uh, you know, it's fun for us to see a guy's, you know, career blossom. And, you know, we've got guys that, uh, you know, maybe aren't household names that, uh, you know, can come on and, and show that they really belong. They'll, they'll be the next wave. There always has to be a next wave. That's just the way that this league is built. And, you know, it's fun to see that next wave start to develop. I'm excited to watch, uh, to watch every wave, you know, no question about it. I mean, I hope we're, Hope we're at the beach and wave and wave are coming in, and, yeah. and and it could very well be that way. I mean, it's this you've done a heck of a job assembling a roster and a and a football team that's well put together and you know uh, physically, mentally, uh, abstract, tangible. I mean, you you pick a you pick an area, it's put together. And Duke Tobin's the big reason why. I appreciate your time, sir. As always, thanks for carving some for us. I know it's a busy time. It's uh, there's always more work to be done, Lap, but it's a pleasure being on. I appreciate uh, appreciate you having me. Thanks so much. Have a great one, sir. See you, brother. Take care. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. As a player, I realize self motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team.